All right, welcome guys to episode two of Cover Two Podcast. We're excited for you guys to be here. You know, Blake Bortles made a interesting um, decision or an interesting show up in episode one, and uh, I don't think he'll be in this episode. I would hope that with running backs, you can somehow manage to keep Blake Bortles out of your mouth, but you let off with him, so he's already made an appearance. I always do that, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know what? We won't talk about Blake Bortles anymore today. Um, We're going to talk about running backs, as we said. Um, We're going to talk about the top 10 running backs of last year, and then we'll move into the who will you pick. So, Hooman, can you tell us about the number 10 running back? Yeah, starting in uh, or coming in at number 10 was Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem Hunt had a strong year. I'd like to put an asterisk next to him just because of uh, we had a Nick Chubb injury that I think inflated Kareem Hunt's numbers up a little bit more than where it would have been expected. Uh, His ADP was in the fifth round, um, came in at the running back 10, though. Uh, Pretty consistent when he did get into play. The second half when Hunt, I'm sorry, when Chubb did come back, obviously his numbers did tail off. Uh, Going forward, Hunt and Chubb is going to be kind of a – you know, dealer's choice kind of arrangement there. I think you're safe with either guy. Kareem Hunt, I don't think typically will end up finishing in the top 10 uh, when Chubb is healthy, but he is a good solid pick to have on your team. Well, and then moves us on to uh, his teammate, Nick Chubb, number nine. Uh, Chubb, you know, had a, a pretty good year, but as as you mentioned, a lot of injuries. Um, I know they're not going to be relying on Baker Mayfield's arm this year. That's for sure. Um, especially in that cold weather stadium. Um, I'm expecting a big year for Chubb uh, this year because I, I do think he'll stay healthy. Kareem will probably you know, take some of his touchdowns away, which will hurt your fantasy value, but uh, he is a, a great pick um, for a, a run-first offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Chubb is the guy in that backfield going forward, and Hunt is a nice supplementary guy to have uh, kind of a one-two punch with him. Uh, so that brings us to our next guy, number eight, and that's Josh Jacobs. Uh, I've got mixed emotions on Jacobs. I went in heavy on Jacobs this year on all my fantasy teams. Uh, he did have a first-round draft grade uh, ADP of the uh, running back nine, 10th uh, overall pick in the first round. Uh, I was really hoping that Gruden was going to get him involved in the passing game a lot more than he was. He did finish the running back eight, uh, which is – I guess positive, but it was a lot of boom or bust with Jacobs. Uh, he either had a really big game for you or he didn't really show up. So like myself, I don't think he won very many people fantasy championships this year. Uh, going forward, you he's the talent is there. Uh, the opportunity is there. And those are the two big things in fantasy, especially with running back, talent and opportunity. It's Is the game plan going to be there? Is Gruden going to let him play all three downs? Is Gruden going to trust him more out of the backfield catching the ball? If so, then those points, I think, go up. I do agree. I mean, you know, between him and, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, everybody was really big on the two of them. He had a, he had a better year um, than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So, um, you know, probably was the best running back um, out of the draft, except for this guy at number seven, James Robinson, uh, who had a surprising, amazing year, especially with – No quarterback, really. He didn't know who was starting week to week. And he's going to have a lot more consistency coming into 2021. New coach, 
more than likely if the Jags don't mess this up, he's going to have Trevor Lawrence uh, behind him and or in front of him. And so he's going to be able to, you know, at least have some confidence of who's going to be handing the ball off. And, you know, they will struggle again. You know, the Jags aren't going to be, um, you know, a 6-10 and 10 team right away. You know, not a playoff team. They're going to probably struggle, but I think he is in a more consistent offense. And, you know, they're just going to keep running like they did this year. That, that's absolutely true. Uh, he was a steal of the draft last year for um, fantasy owners. Uh, if not even draft the waiver wire, uh, definitely won people some championships and a solid pick going forward. So uh, let's talk about number six here with David Montgomery. Uh, this is a guy that I was not big on going into this year. And based on his ADP, a lot of people weren't. People were able to get him in the fifth round last year drafting, which is for a guy that finished number sixth overall running back is a big steal. He had a great second half of the season, um, was really involved with the offense and this is another one where we can put an asterisk by it again. Is that a result or is that a cause and effect of Tariq Cohen going down and him being relied upon more heavily? Uh, they did try to, they had a couple of weeks there where I think it was Cordell Patterson where they worked into the lineup to try to get touches to. And it ended up just being that Montgomery was the guy they needed to just stick with him. And he did pay off here with fantasy points. Um, Going forward, I don't know if he's going to be one of the guys that we're going to look for in our top five, but uh, he's got the opportunity. Uh, will it Will it pay off going forward? Yeah, the Bears, you know, uh, they also have quarterback issues as well. And, um, you know, I agree with you. It's just been a weird year. I would never think that he would be in the top ten after the season was over. Absolutely. Uh, but now we get to our top five of 2020. We got Aaron Jones, who just signed a big contract today. Um, it's really going to matter who's behind him because Jamal Williams right now, um, who had a great year, either either starting for him or backing him up in general at the end of the season when they were splitting carries, uh, he's still a free agent. So possibly he gets re-signed and they have a good one-two punch and Aaron Jones might not, not make that top five. Uh, but, you know, he's going to have uh, one big issue going to this fantasy football season, and that is that... Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley will be back. And so making the top five is going to be a lot tougher with those two guys back in your lineups. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think another big issue that Aaron Jones has is uh, A.J. Dillon, a guy that Matt LaFleur drafted in the second round to replace Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, ironically enough, had drafted uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' replacement in the first round. So, kind of weird situation here where you've got backups to these guys that are starters that were drafted with high draft capital. And now Aaron Jones gets a, a contract extension. Uh, bring us to number, what is this? Number four, right? We've got Jonathan Taylor uh, from Indianapolis. Uh, I am pretty big on Jonathan Taylor going forward. I think uh, the beginning of this year, this year, his numbers, he could have been even a little bit higher than where he finished at. Uh, just because at the beginning of the year, Marlon Mack was still involved. Uh, they had Naeem Hines get involved in the passing game a lot. It wasn't until later in the year where they started trusting Jonathan Taylor to carry the ball on all three downs or be the, uh, you know, the receiver out of the backfield also. Um, had a pretty consistent year. I think uh, going forward, he will be a high draft pick for fantasy value. 
So I don't know if you're going to get back in return where maybe you will get him because I think they're still going to incorporate Naeem Hines some. Marlon Mack is a free agent, so we don't know how that's going to pan out. But Jonathan Taylor was one of the standout rookie running backs this past year. Uh, and we also need to equate into it. Are things going to change without uh, Philip Rivers? Now, granted, it's Philip Rivers, but one thing that Philip Rivers is consistent with throughout his career was that he would dump it off to running backs a lot out of the backfield. That was his safety outlet. Now you're transitioning to Carson Wentz. Uh, how's that going to look? Is, is the pass game going to be completely dead and where teams can focus on the run or not? Uh, so Jonathan Taylor is going to be one to kind of keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, I totally agree. That offense is really weird to me because, um, you know, I didn't think Philip Rivers was going to do much with that offense. Getting to the playoffs is crazy enough uh, with that team. And um, I think that they're, they're so young offensively that it's going to be an interesting thing if Wentz can you know, get back to form when he started in his rookie year. Yeah, and one thing I forgot to mention, too, to jump in here really quick, is that Indy still does have the one of the best offensive lines in the league. So uh, I don't think that's going to be a major concern as much as are they going to rely heavily upon him and then the whole Wentz factor. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, we move into number three, um, Dalvin Cook. I wrote one thing down and just said Dalvin's a man. Yes. He had an amazing year. Absolutely. I mean, he was just all over the field. Um, you know, he can do everything that anybody else could do. It just is, can he be healthy all year for you? Yep. Um, and that's that's my biggest thing for him. And then, of course, the second caveat is, can Kirk Cousins keep the game close? Um, is he going to ruin the game for his teammates, but that offense is very dynamic. Um, we'll see what happens with the receivers and um, and what they're going to do with everybody there. But I think that you know Dalvin's going to have another huge year. Absolutely, I think Dalvin Cook, uh, as far as the eyeball rankings go, I think he was the number one running back in fantasy this past year. If just looking at him playing, uh, bringing us to our next guy who's kind of similar to Dalvin Cook in some regard, and that's Alvin Kamara at number two. Um, I I don't I don't know why. I guess I ended up with all these guys that I kind of feel that deserve a little bit of an asterisk ne next to them, either this year or going into next year. And Kamara's one of those for me. Uh, he was a completely different fantasy player when Drew Brees was on the field as opposed to when Taysom Hill was on the field. Uh the crazy thing is, is that if you had Alvin Kamara on your fantasy roster, you probably got to the playoffs. You might have gotten bounced out of the playoffs, or you might have just not made the playoffs because of that short stretch where Drew Brees was out. Um, but then again, that. yes, you're right. 100%. But then again, Alvin Kamara won teams fantasy championships based on that one last week that he had um, in the fantasy championship week, which should be weeks uh, 16 if you're on the old format um and he he had an amazing week and won people a championship but going forward you know drew Brees, along with aaron uh jones getting a contract today we just got the news that drew Brees officially has retired today um how's that offense gonna look with him looking so drastically different with drew Brees versus Taysom hill or are they gonna make that move for uh russell wilson he's another guy that has that asterisk going ahead where i may shy away from him if I have a choice between him and some of the other guys we're going to talk about later. I totally agree. I mean, um, as you, as we were saying, you know, I had Alvin Kamara actually traded for him uh, week two 
uh, for Darren Waller, um, a couple other people, but that was really the major trade. And Waller had a good year. Uh, Kamara was a great pickup for many, many weeks, but when it came to the playoffs, I actually lost the person that had Waller because he had a great game, and Kamara had a bad week, and that was in the semis in week 15. So totally get it. Um, I, I'm heartbroken about it because you're right. Latavius Murray had more carries and better games with, with Taysom Hill than Alvin Kamara actually did. So that's that's a worry for me as well. Yep. Well, we get to the number one, the really, I would say, the true running back of the group in Derrick Henry because, you know, he doesn't catch the ball that much out of the backfield. Uh, he does every once in a while, but for the most part, it's really just him going between the tackles and he's just so strong. Um, and for all these running backs that you see, he really doesn't get vultured for the most part. You know, he, he gets the touchdown. If they are close, he's going to score. A lot of others, you could think that maybe, you know, Aaron Jones had a couple that uh, Jamal Williams had, Kamara had, you know, Latavius Murray, and, of course, uh, Taysom Hill took some of his touchdowns. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have Henry on the goal line, they're going to give the ball to him. Um, so I, I think that he will continue to be in that top because of the way they play, um, more defensive style, running the ball, and just the amount of carries that he will get. Yeah, that's just sheer volume alone. He is a top five going forward. Uh, this year, like you, you mentioned earlier, when you've got CMC not involved, you've got Saquon Barkley not involved, you've got Zeke with a really off year, Derrick Henry catapulted to the top there. Um, but he is, he is the beast that just gets absolute volume. So that volume alone is worth it. Agreed. Well, now it's time for who will you pick? Um, yes, who will you pick? We've got our top five. Hooman, you're going to get started with your number one. Yeah, number one, uh, he was not on the radar this year on the list that we just talked about because he was injured for the majority of the year. Um, and I think Carolina did the right thing by holding him out because, yeah, they sacrificed this year, but you saw that you know they had Mike Davis come up and play really well. Mike Davis isn't going to touch the ball next year. Um, it's going to be CMC show. Uh, he's the number one pick. Uh, he's the top fantasy running back he's going to be the top fantasy running back for the next few years at least i agree he is uh, a monster and of course you know the catches and everything i'm gonna go with the guy that finished number one again i'm gonna go with henry um henry had you know amazing year like we just talked about and i just think that you know touchdown wise game wise you're just gonna see him getting the ball a lot and so i'm gonna go henry I like that, and I, I guess that's something we should have probably maybe talked about at the very beginning. Are we talking full PPR? Are we talking about half-point PPR? Are we talking about just standard leagues here? Uh, because that does kind of create a little bit of a more level playing field for a guy like Derrick Henry who isn't going to get the uh, reception volume as a lot of these other guys. So depends on what league you're in, but, yeah, I like that. I, I, I like that pick also. Uh, so looking at my number two, uh, I think the next guy behind CMC that I would look at uh, to take, and honestly to me, especially with CMC's recent injury concerns, these two maybe are 1A, 1B, and that's Dalvin Cook. Uh, I want a piece of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm going to just take him and hope that he stays healthy and that you get that amazing fantasy experience because I think he's kind of clicked it on to another gear this past year to where – Going forward, I think he's going to be that guy that's just going to be raking in those fantasy points. I agree with you. I don't agree with you at number two, 
um, just yet because I'm going to go with your number one and Christian McCaffrey at number two. Um, everything you said, the PPR is huge, um, and he's just 100% of the offense. The offense looked a lot worse without him in the field, and of course, you know, giving um, his receivers, um, you know, the ability to run like DJ Moore and everything else because they have to defend the short. I think the offense of Carolina is going to be much better this year. I absolutely agree with you on that spot there. Um, so we're looking at number three now, and I'm going to bring in a name that many people haven't mentioned in a while, and I think he's in line for some positive regression here, and that's uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, had a little bit of injuries this past year. Uh, definitely, I think what worked against him this past season was uh, the lack of any quarterback. Uh, they had, what was it, Danucci and then Andy Dalton and – it was just a mess teams. I think were able to focus in on the running game. And he also had a little bit of a Tony Pollard issue. And I know that probably might scare fantasy owners away from taking him this higher ranking him third, or even in the top five, but he still has when with Dak Prescott, getting that big contract, he'll be back. Still got one of the best offensive lines in the league. You got weapons all around the field. CD lamb definitely popped out this year as a complete and total weapon. And you pair him with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, and uh, they've got a team there that I think they can work around it where Zeke is going to come back into the fold as a top five, and I've got him here as the top three running back. Interesting. I like it. I like it because it can't get worse, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) I mean, like just after that crazy year that he had, I mean, he – I, I couldn't believe how how weak of a Zeke he was in, uh, last year. Um, offensive line obviously was an issue, I guess, but I think it's, again, about the quarterback, um, as you just mentioned. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see some, some improvement from Zeke. He's not my number three. Uh, I, sh- I guess I should go before you because I'm going now with uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook, okay. number three. Um, everything I said before and including just, you know, that, that Vikings offense is very dangerous. Just depends on Mr. Kirk Cousins and how he leads it, but um, I'm interested in seeing Dalvin go big this year. And I agree with you. I don't think a lot of people. I think people do, but I, if I can try to get Dalvin Cook, that's my number one running back anytime. I feel more comfortable with him than a lot of them. Um, but I just know I will never be able to get the top pick, especially if I'm not, you know, one, two, or three. Yeah, absolutely. He. I mean, you, you've got a really solid top three there. Uh, I think I've got a little bit of a risk in there with Ezekiel Elliott, but I'm banking on the fact that I think that Cowboys team is going to come back charged. But you got to take Cook there in your, your third spot. Uh, so looking at number four here, and this is where four and five for me are a little I – mean, we have so many great running backs to choose from here, and uh, I, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable – slotting in the running back I did at three and then also slotting in the running back I'm about to slot in at number four and that's another guy that wasn't on the fantasy radar at all this year and that was Saquon Barkley because he was out injured um my hope and my projections that when he does come back he's coming back into a New York Giants team that we saw at the back half of the year last year whatever running backs they did stick in there Wayne Gallman or um I think it was Deion Lewis a little bit uh, they had some success running the ball. Uh, I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer completely at, at quarterback, but he did have his moments. Uh, we saw that he's a little bit of a threat on his feet too. So if Saquon comes back, he is going to be the guy on that offense. If he's healthy, he is going to get the volume all season long. And we know he's got the talent. 
He'll have the opportunity. And if he can stay healthy, he's definitely going to slot into that fourth running back position for me. I'm telling you, I should go before you, okay? Because I can go on Saquon as well at four. I agree 100% um, with everything you said. I mean, he is that offense. Um, that's the reason they were so poor. And I still, I mean, granted, NFC East was really bad this year. But how they were able to even win six games um, with Daniel Jones having a, a pretty bad year overall um, and the receivers being healthy and not healthy all the time, um, I think that this offense is going to be huge in that NFC East that we don't know who's going to come out of it year to year. I think Bark is going to have another great year. Uh, spot on. Uh, and then to round up my top five here, and this is where I am still fighting with myself. And even before the name comes out, I'm not exactly sure which one it's going to be because I'm, this is where I really, really, really kind of want to pull a sneaky uh, start in here and put in, uh, Jonathan Taylor, because I really believe in the talent. I really believe in the offensive line they have there. But what I talked about earlier when we talked about Jonathan Taylor, as far as the uncertainty at quarterback with Carson Wentz, and then the backfield with, uh, is Marlon Mack going to come back? Is Naeem Hines still going to be a part of that offense? Is, is, is Jonathan Taylor, I don't think can be the guy in Indianapolis as it is. So that means I'm going to go with the guy that I know is the guy in his team, and that's Derrick Henry. Um, I know it sounds crazy for me to be balancing, doing a balancing act with your number one and a guy that, you know, isn't even in maybe in your top five in Jonathan Taylor, but Derrick Henry's got to be the guy here. He's going to have the volume. Uh, he's about as uh, running back safe as you get with a, a safe floor. You know the yards will be there. You know the attempts will be there. You know the volume will be there. Um, and the touchdowns. Uh, as much as I'm tempted to kind of go with a, a crazy pick here, I, I'm going to stay safe with uh, Derrick Henry. And I like it. I mean, your, your top five is, you know, is what people would have said last year as well. Just a little bit of a mix-up as well. Um, and I do think Zeke is going to have, as you said, a positive regression um, because – like we said before, he can't get any worse. But I think that his offense is going to get better. I think they're going to make uh, good decisions um, with the quarterback situation. And I think, uh, well, I mean, obviously they have Dak coming back and he's paid. So I think that's going to really help um, bring some stability to that Cowboys uh, team. But uh, I love your top five, especially ending on the guys number one. Um, I could see some regression from him. So I do agree with you there. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my sneaky pick, as you said before. Uh -huh. um, and I'm going to go with Mr. Nick Chubb as okay. my number five. I have to move some people around to get to him because I put, buried him in the back. Um, but I really think that, you know, that Nick Chubb is going to have a huge year this year, especially because I don't see um, that, you know, they will use Hunt, but I don't see the amount that they'll use it. He'll probably be on third downs for the most part, passing situations. Um, but as a true running back and then a touchdown, especially close to the end zone, I think they're going to rely on Chubb this year. And so I really think that he's going to have a breakout year. I, I really love that pick. I, I mean, I've got Chubb as probably a top seven guy. Uh, like what we've talked about, the only scare factor there is, the, you know, Kareem Hunt lingering around. And then is he going to be totally healthy? Can he finish a whole season? Um, but I don't think the hunt issue is a big deal. Stefanski, we know his MO. We saw what made Cleveland successful last year, and that was grinding and grinding and grinding and then passing when it got open. 
So they're going to use those running backs. Uh, I think the opportunity is going to be there for him. I, I, I love Chubb with the pick there. Well, that was who you who will you pick? Um, and you know, going into it, I was surprised that for me, I would love to have Kamara. I uh, you know in what? That top five. I was actually going to try to interrupt you just now and say, is it crazy that neither of us had Alvin Kamara in our top five? That I think so. In fact, it's it's funny on my list. I had everything that I thought, and I had Kamara on my list, and I bumped him. For Chubb, just talk thinking about it because I just don't know with Breeze being gone. Yeah, I that... think I think the Taysom Hill project. I think that was enough to scare. It scared me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the sample size that we had to see how radically different of a running back, fantasy running back, Kamara was and that team was with Hill in there versus uh, Breeze. I think that was enough to scare a lot of fantasy owners off and you might be able to get Alvin Kamara in the second half of the first round. And if he's sitting there at seven, eight, nine, hell, even 10, he could end up being a steal. And a lot can change between now and draft day whenever, you know, New Orleans is clearing up a lot of cap space right now. Are they going after Russell Wilson? Are they going to sign some other free agent? Are they going to do something? Or are they going to ride with Taysom Hill? And I think that's where you got to kind of stay fluid and decide as you get close to it when you put all the pieces of the puzzle together yeah Kamara could immediately go back if they sign Russell Wilson then hey Kamara's obviously a big time player again or a big time uh top five option but then again we don't know how Kamara's going to be without Drew Brees because that's all we've known that's the only success of Alvin, Alvin Kamara we've known is with Drew Brees and how that offense has worked yeah, and, and like you said, just a small sample size, but it was enough for me. I mean, I think I've had Kamara on either one of my teams every single year. And like you said, unless he drops in that back half, he's not my number one. He, I'm not trying to pick him up in the first round as far as my first running back. Okay, let's it's, let's play a little would you. Um, okay. Let's play a game of would you. Let's say you're picking at the 108, all right? You're picking the 108, first round, eighth pick. Uh-huh. And you've got sitting in front of you, you've got the choice between Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, or Josh Jacobs. I take receiver. <laughs> well, this is a running back, Joe Williams. I know. Um, huh, that's a tough one. I, I don't. I I just don't trust Oakland yet, and so I think Josh Jacobs would 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 uh, be gone. You said James Robinson. No, no, Jonathan Taylor. So then, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor or Alvin Kamara? Jeez, I think I still take. I would probably take Kamara because I think Murray's takes some of his carries, but just the ability to week to week, he could have a game like a McCaffrey, and then he could have a game like um, I don't know one of the any of the Tampa Bay running backs. So he could have a game like that. So he could have an amazing game. Or you could have a, a Leonard Fournette hurt foot game, you know, kind of thing. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think I would probably take Jonathan Taylor in that situation, as crazy as it sounds, because both those guys are in unique situations going into the year with new quarterbacks. Um, it's I don't I don't want any piece of either of those. <laughs> give give yeah, me the, give me a position where I can draft Alvin Cook in the first round and let me not have to deal with that. And that's why I said I might go receiver. I might just say okay, I'll let 
I'll let the uh, I'll get the best receiver on the board and and hope that one of those guys or anybody else will be there. So I have to make that decision the second round. It's but, kind of crazy to think about it that even if you th- if you throw an Aaron Jones even into that mix, Aaron Jones isn't a guaranteed running back star next year. Yeah, he had a great year this year, but you've got Jamal Williams possibly coming back. You've got A.J. Dillon for sure there, and you saw at the end of the year, they started going towards him in the last couple games and even in the playoffs. Uh, it's kind of the, the running back landscape in the NFL is a little bit crazy as to where these teams are really ga- or gearing more towards uh, committees or at least having two stars back there. Almost kind of reminds me of when basketball went to getting the big three on their team. Uh, where NFL teams are getting a big two of running backs back there now uh, to kind of lessen the workload. Uh, and I, the only guys that are really kind of proof of that or are safe from that are guys like CMC, Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, even with Dalvin Cook, you've got like an Alexander Madison or a Michael Boone that's there. Um, other than that, it's kind of a toss-up at that back end of the first round. And, you know, as we saw from our top 10, we had three rookies um, in the top 10. I would almost go with uh, Trevor Etienne or, or Naheem Harris. Najee Harris. Think... Najee Harris, yeah. Oh, that's Naheem? My bad. Najee. Well, Najee Harris and, and, uh, and Trevor Etienne because I don't know what team they're going to be on. One of them might be on the Jets. Uh, but at the same time, you know, rookie running backs – can get you a steal one or the other. And, you know, we had four that were either in the top 10 or just outside uh, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that was just outside of it. So um, it's almost like the tried and true that you see with the quarterbacks. It doesn't really happen a lot with the running backs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we are going to be headed to wide receivers next time, um, which I think is going to be a lot like the running backs in a way because you never know. Who's going to have an amazing year? I think you'll have maybe one or two that will, you know, are definites. But after that, you know, where will ODB be playing? You know, he's throwing balls with with uh, with Tom Brady out in the sand today. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want him in Tampa. I hope he stays in Cleveland. <laughs> well, that was our episode two. We thank you guys for watching. Have a great day and a great night.